0: Let's talk about the Patriots, because they beat the Dolphins. I want to ask you about the Dolphins first and foremost. I didn't get a chance to talk to Baldy about this last week, but I did text, and I said, there's no way they can play Tua, and Baldy responded saying, they're not going to. No. You don't feel that way. Dolphins are 8-3, and three, or they were 8-3 and three at one point. And now it looks like the playoffs sur- are not going to happen, right? It's just... It's- what happens with Tua's situation specifically before we talk about the Patriots winning this game? Yeah,
1: look, even if they were to make the playoffs, Tua I, Tua wouldn't be playing in the divisional round either. Like they're mm. not even thinking about trying to clear him for practice. They're not. It's not where they are. It's not where they will be.
0: And is this it's,
1: is is this four concussions we know I, of? I don't is know it, if there was one in Alabama or not. I'm not. It's it's at least two this year. Okay. Um, I think there was some uncertainty right with the, the original situation where he appeared to be concussed right and then he played again Play, and then had it. the Caesar like moment where he was shut down. I'm not positive whether that first one was absolutely designated a you know a, a concussion or not but he's had look he's had repeated brain trauma this season. He's had repeated blows to the head. He's had repeated instances where he's needed significant time off um to recover whether he got enough i guess is a different discussion so yeah carl I, I don't know what the future holds for tua i don't know that tua knows what the future holds for tua um i do know you know here in maryland his brother talia is the quarterback for the terps and they played in a bowl game and uh talia was doing a lot of interviews around the bowl game and obviously they were asking about tua and you know he 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 said he thinks at some point his brother, the drive, the the desire, the want to play football is still there. And knowing the competitor is, he thinks at some point he gets back there. But no one knows what that timetable is or when that is. And um, I guess the more rest, the better. But, yeah, at some point it comes back to the business of football. And at some point the Miami Dolphins, um, I think they're going to have to fortify their quarterback position no matter what. You know, I think that's a team now that's going to have to. Um, and and Teddy Bridgewater may still fit that mode, but Teddy Bridgewater's hurt so much that like that number two quarterback, you're going to have to go into a season. If, if even if two is back next year, thinking that this is a guy who might have to play a significant portion of the future because of the concussion history of our starter. Um, and maybe two, just decides I'm taking a year off or I'm taking two years off or he does what Andrew Luck did and just said, I'm I'm going to move on to other things that I find um, are going to bring me uh, not as much joy, but certainly not as much pain as football and, and express myself in different ways. But for the Miami Dolphins who you're right, are, are not going to the playoffs. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. And even if they do, they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. Um, they're, they're going to have that plan B is going to have to be, pretty strong you know like i think it's got to be a jacoby Brissett type guy you know it's it's got like we just saw jacoby Brissett play 11 12 games and lost his job to a dude who hasn't played as well as him since um i think you know and brissett has been there before in other iterations i mean the backup's gonna matter i'll put it that way i said this
0: jason on my national show when tua went down and was convulsing on the field and i'll say it again he needs to give it up I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to be. I don't want to see Tua die on the field. And we're in a situation we're talking about Demar Hamlin, it's totally different. But you've got to think about the next 65 years of your life. And here's the problem, and this is why I say this, okay? And I don't know what Tua is going to do. To your point, I have no idea. And whatever he decides, and this is hard because Tua is chasing this bag. Tua is a couple of seasons away from securing 200, 300 million dollars, whatever it's going to be potentially. And it's hard to tell anybody who's chased their dreams and put in this kind of work to say, you've got to step away. But I do know this. We don't know the effects of CTE until these guys are gone. We don't do all tapsies when they're alive. But when they're gone, you can go down the list of guys, CTE, CTE, CTE. It was the reason why their lives are somewhat cut short in many cases. And I just think at this point where you're Tua Tangabaloa and you're saying, I love the game. You're a legend in Alabama. You won a championship. You played on incredible teams. Tua is not going to want for money. He's always going to have a place in football because of his legacy that he built in college and being a top pick. So you've got to just think about this. And if I'm him, okay, I know I'm older and I'm wiser, Jason. But I'm thinking about this and I'm going, bro, it ain't worth it. Because the next two or three times I get concussed, what are they going to tell me? How much time do I need off? Jason, do we really know how much time it takes for the brain to heal? Do we? Uh,
1: No, I mean, there's so much more we have to learn. But I I don't know that – I'm not looking at it from the money side of it. Um, I I think it's more – like we come to think of ourselves as different things. Like I was a – Journalist and a beat writer, and then I was whatever an insider, I was a radio host, or I was this right. And you're able in most sort of industries, or a lot of them, to recraft yourself and shift or whatever. Like, he's a quarterback, like somewhere in his heart of hearts, his mind of minds, he sees himself as a quarterback, as a leader on the field, as a field general. He comes from a football family, right? Hawaii and that culture, the Polynesian culture, faith, family, and football, it's inbred from him. It's it's being spoken to him around the family before he knows what words are. Like, he's dreamed his entire life of fulfilling these life goals and getting a D1 scholarship, winning a national championship, being a first-round draft pick of People thought he was going to be first overall for a long time. Tank for tour. Turning an NFL franchise around. Going to a Super Bowl. Mom, I'm going to Disney World. Like, I can't, I can't imagine how much of his off time was spent dreaming, daydreaming about that stuff. And then think of the millions of hours he's put in and he hasn't lived that long. Think of how many of them were consumed by driving to a practice, driving home from a practice, driving to a seven on seven, coming home from a seven on seven, throwing in the backyard with my brother, watching film, watching college games, watching pro games, playing Madden, like, And now you're, what is he, 25? And now it's gone. Like, now, hey, you got to step back. It's over. You're you're facing career mortality at this dream job, this thing that only 32 people on the planet do at any given time. It's being pulled away from you. Right when you were the number one ranked quarterback, you were the top rating in the NFL. Even in that game where you got hit, you were dominating the Green Bay Packers, who now are everybody's darlings again. You were outplaying Aaron Rodgers until your brain got bruised again. Like, and now we're like two weeks away from, and people want to know like what the future holds. Like, man, just like that's a lot. That's a lot. Like, I've had to re envision myself in various ways at various points in time, and it was nowhere remotely on this scale. And it it it's gets hard. your mind swirling. It's hard. Like, you're you're taking all this away from him right when he felt closer, you know, closest to ever than establish himself as an elite top 10 NFL quarterback. And look, he's driven, man. You asked Saban about this kid. Like Mm -hmm. he, he wants it. He's a super kid. He's Uber dedicated and he's had a chip on his shoulder. He's heard all this stuff. You're too frail. You're too fragile. And this is now a derivative of that almost like, and there's nothing he can do about it. And, and it, it like, that's a lot, you know, that, 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 that's a lot to have to step back and, on the fly while your brother's still playing in a ball game and while your brothers in the miami dolphins are still going out there and losing without you every week so i I, like whatever the future holds the future holds i i don't i just i just you know it it, that's a difficult thing to have extinguished potentially it is in the span of whatever it was 10 weeks between the first concussion and this last one like so I, I don't know, you know. I, I I just want I I want nothing more than for that young man to have the best, most fulfilling um, life he can. And for him, it's probably really hard to conceive of that without football being a part of it now and and for a while going forward.
0: It's hard um, for older guys to conceive yeah. it when their time is done. It's always hard to turn the page when you're moving on from something you love, right? You know, I've thought about it, Jason. You've thought about it. People say, well, you know, you can broadcast for the rest of your life. Maybe. You can write for the rest of your life. Maybe. But at some point, whether it's your choice or mine, somebody's going to say,
1: ah, your time has come. Okay? Well, and he's not moving on from it. It's being taken from him. It has. But, right. but it's like, hard. You know what like, I mean? Like, this, is, this isn't this is on his terms at all.
0: But let me say this yeah. about it. And, and here's where I think the people around to, uh, and this is the difference. Who's talking to him about not the next five, but the next 25? Who's in his circle that says, Tua, I love you, bro. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. But you really got to think about this you got to think about where you want to be and what kind of life you want to live. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you oh, totally. that, he, that, that he shouldn't you know, think about all those things you're talking about because what you say. And I'm not is, saying he should play. I'm Gally. just saying this is complicated. Like this It is. is. It is. Very much so. All right. Let's talk about the Patriots. They win the game against the Dolphins. We're talking about Tua Tonga-Bailoa. Jason says he's done.
1: Baldy says he's done. Hope I, for the, I mean, He's not playing football. This season. In whatever the Miami Dolphins season yes. Yes, constitutes. He's not going to be a part of yeah and the I, remainder and I agree. of their football season. There's Beyond no reason. That, to I don't it. know. Yeah. All right. Patriots
0: win. They're still alive. I still think they're somewhat frauds because that offense is blah. I know they're winning, and everybody now is back on the Belichick train, saying, "Look, look at what he's done, and see yeah. the offensive coordinators don't matter." And <laughs> I, I, if the playoffs started today, by the way, Patriots seventh seed at Bills. Which would be the right? The Bills would be the two seed because the Chiefs would get to buy as we sit right now. The, and right. Then we get uh, deep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Patriots are, look, I mean, they're, to me, they're patently mediocre, which is what yeah. you get when you water down the playoffs and allow seven in. Like, this is what the league wanted. Um, this is what you're going to get. I mean, I. there's not enough quarterbacks on the planet. There's not enough great coaches, truly great coaches, to reach a point where we're ever going to be looking at the seventh seed and being like, boy, that's a really cool like, that's, help a team. I can't believe they're the seventh seed. Like I, I just don't, i in a league of parity where everything's meant to be water level. Are you really going to have seven special teams at both conferences? Maybe every once in a while, it might be an anomaly here or there. Um, a really good team suffers a bunch of injuries, right? And everybody gets healthy late and they scramble in as the seven, but man, when they're all together, there's something. I mean, it can happen. But that ain't, this ain't that. You know, like, this this ain't that. In fact, the seven, especially if it's somehow Detroit. And a lot yeah. of people will say Green Bay. Yeah. I just, I, I'm a skeptic with them. But, like, if the Lions are the seven in the NFC, if that happens. Like, they're flawed. They're not great, but they're not patently mediocre. They have, like, there's, a, there's some special stuff they can do. Outside of the bookend pass rushers, because Uche's come on, like, Judon, Uche, all right, I'll buy that. Like, outside of that, I don't – like, they've got some good corners. I don't think they're great corners. Um, When they face teams that can throw the ball in a prolific manner, they tended to suffer. they have got a historic coach, no doubt about that. But, like, uh, you know. I'm not buying it either. They don't do a whole lot for me. I don't find them particularly interesting. I don't find the offense particularly interesting. Uh, it's a very solid defense. The thing uh, about the Patriots
0: over the last, uh, just say the last decade, when Brady was there and they're going to Super Bowls, is they, they score points. They score points. You, you know, you could you could know that they were going to score points. This, this team, that's not the case. I, I got a couple more things we got to get to, Jason, before we get out of here. Jason Lock on four, Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger. This is in the huddle. Subscribe Tuesdays and Thursdays. We put out new episodes and we talk about everything NFL related. Packers 41, Vikings 17. I've told you all season, I don't buy the Vikings. I've told you guys all season. So Packers are still alive. I know this is, you know, they're going to come to the last game of the season against the Lions. They got to win Lions. We'll see where that goes in week 18. What's going on with the Packers now, right? They've gone on this win streak that everybody thought was probably impossible. Things have played out magically for them with other teams winning and losing and setting them up for success. They clinch a playoff spot with
1: a win against the Lions in Week 18. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll say this. The special teams there has been a disaster forever, and now they've got the best return guy in the game. That's a big advantage. The margins are slim. I'm buying that. I've seen this kid do it with too much regularity now. He can change a game, and that mm-hmm. gives him a bolt of momentum. That gives him the energy that the offense used to provide from a big play, from Aaron Rodgers doing something, you know, miraculous, throwing the ball 70 yards in the air. Like So I, I think that energy and that spark, that game flow changer, is coming from special teams now. So that's Okay. And the defense is certainly playing better than it was early in the season. Four,
0: four turnovers, back-to-back weeks.
1: Yeah. They yeah. changed the scheme around a little bit. They realized that they were too set in their own ways, too predictable. You know, the holes that you could exploit were there all the time. So I'm, I'm buying that. Um, and when they can run the ball like they did in that game, now part of the reason they were able to run the ball like they did in that game was because they got the two early return touchdowns, and now it just, you know, the the game script is completely flipped and so let's just run it on them and see if they can stop it. And they really couldn't. So look, they've made strides. They've come a long way. Um, and then, you know, they control their own destiny, which didn't seem possible six weeks ago, five weeks ago, four weeks ago. Do I think that they're going to run the gauntlet in the NFC and go from the seventh seed to the last team standing there? I don't. Um, I'm not convinced they beat the Lions even if the Lions don't have anything to play for. So, and Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs the last 5 years has not been good. He's not been good. You can say not, it. He's not putting anybody on his back. Nope. He's been he's looked like he started to hit the wall in a lot of these years. Um and they're going to have to run the gauntlet on the road. You know, which if they're in a dome probably helps them but So yeah, I mean I you know Hats off to them. They 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 they've made a run that not many people saw coming. I thought they'd be playing Jordan Love by now because there'd be no reason not to. Um, but I, I just think the idea that like Aaron Rodgers is the reason for this, I think is you're not really watching. I mean, the defense has dialed it up, and the special teams has vastly improved. Um, and they seem, you know, Jones has been on the injury report a lot this year, but he seems to be all right now. And so that's what if, – if they do become what people thought they were going to be in the summer, I don't think it's going to be because they're beating people 45, 42. I think it's going to be because of the things I just talked about. Rodgers, don't bleep it up in the red zone. Run the ball between the 20s. Play better defense. Get explosion plays with special teams.
0: Yeah, Aaron Jones has been much better. All right, one last thing before we get out of here. Two questions. One, Ravens lose to the
1: Steelers 16-13. Not a surprise. Called it 16. I literally called it 16-13. Steelers on the money line. Ravens (coughs) under 18 and a half. Game under 35 and a half. You did.
0: You surely did. We asked you about Lamar Jackson last week. I'll ask you again. Do we see... We don't see him until the playoffs? Period, right? He doesn't play in week 18. Look, it's
1: even more complicated now because we don't know how the NFL is going to re-pick up its schedule. Correct. So... That Ravens Bengals game, we don't be like, obviously the outcome of last night's game would have had whether the Bengals won or lost would have determined whether the division is still at play or not in the AFC North. Even accounting for that, at this point, I don't think Lamar Jackson plays until the Ravens face their next elimination game. Okay. Which would not be until the postseason because they've already clinched at least a playoff berth. Winning the division and getting that home game is great, but this—he hasn't practiced in a month. The idea that he'd go out there and practice limited twice and then play a football game where he might be knocked out for the duration—I, I, they, they, I saw Hardball's face when he lost J.K. Dobbins for the year in a preseason game a year ago. They never should have been playing it in, in the first place. You know, and Dobbins last week referenced, like, man, where would my career be if I didn't get hurt in a preseason hmm. game, a preseason game? I played in every preseason game, and I got hurt in a game that counts. And here we are, 18 months later, and I'm finally starting to feel like myself again. Hmm, I wonder where my career would be. I'm in year three, the year after which I should be getting paid. I wonder where my leverage would be if I didn't get hurt in a preseason game. He just said this last week. Yeah, and Harbaugh has become incredibly risk-reversed based on all the injuries they've had. So, again, Lamar Jackson has missed, like, 12 straight practices. He's not out there, like, in a sweatshirt, throwing it around and running around. He's not out there. He's not even on the practice field. So, to think he's going to come and, again, and he's going to have to ramp it up. He's not just going to go out there and take every rep. So, I don't – I've been saying for a while on my show here in Baltimore, like, I don't think he's playing until the stakes are truly do or die – and at this point, that's not going to be to the playoffs. So if I'm a Ravens fan, my biggest thing I'm watching this week is that practice support. If he's not practicing limited, at least, by Thursday, then I'm oh. starting to wonder about the whole kit and caboodle because mm. it's going to take more than a week. You see what I'm saying? So if he has nothing this week, yeah. then that means the odds of him in a – you know how it is. It's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's a walkthrough. It's really two two, two, days. two like days. To think yeah. that he's going to go from now five weeks of nothing – to a limited practice, a full practice, and then he's going to go beat the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, and put us on this horse bleep offense on his back and beat the Bengals, whether it's in Baltimore, Cincinnati, Kalamazoo, Antarctica. It's not happening. It's not.
0: And right now, by the way, with nothing changing last night because of the postponement of the game, Ravens at Bengals. It'd be six versus three right now as we speak. Um, last thing, Steelers, Mike Tomlin, It's never had a losing season. They win in week the final week of the season. He won't have another. He won't have a losing yeah. season.
1: And they're still alive.
0: It's absolutely incredible for me, Jason, to think about this. Sixteen years. He's the second longest tenured coach in the NFL behind Belichick. I'm not saying we don't give him respect. I'm not saying we don't appreciate
1: what what Tomlin's mm-hmm. done. Okay, maybe we don't. But- I go on the radio in Pittsburgh every Monday morning. I don't think he. he I don't think. Harvall takes a lot of bleep here in Baltimore and Tomlin gets the same stuff there because they had the early success and they won the Super Bowl early and everybody got spoiled. And it's like, oh, my God, it's been 10 years since you've been to a championship game. Well, take that Belichick thing out of it. And that's the NFL.
0: Do you realize how hard it is to not have a losing season? Your entire tenure as a head football coach, how the roster turns over, how he dealt with the Antonio Brown crap, how how all this stuff is played out. In, in a year where you lose Big Ben and you don't start your rookie Kenny, Kenny Pickett immediately, he,
1: he managed to go to the playoffs with the carcass of Big Ben twice, <laughs> and they were down for a half season. You got your kidney shots and body blows on them for eight weeks. They were two and six at their bye, and everybody's spitting on them. They're one of the best teams in football. Like Most teams go from the end of that thing to the next thing, and they're down for a couple of years. Years. down Correct. for half a season. It's my point. And that was only because he had to play Mitch freaking Trubisky because he wasn't sure if this kid was ready or not, which was the right thing to do long-term. Had he played this kid the whole time, they would be in the playoffs. And that's what they're holding against him in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, you people are crazy. <laughs> You're allowed to be down for eight games. You're allowed to be the pits for eight games. There's a lot of owners who've been the pits for 20 years, 10 years, eight years, like stop it.
0: It's crazy. He's it a, is.
1: He's a legend, man. He's, it, it,
0: he's unbelievable. He, he just, it just is. He handles situations so eloquently and, and handles players so perfectly. I know you've talked to guys that have played for Tomlin. I, I've talked to various guys, and it, it's, it's really impressive, man. I, I, I'm just going to put it there. I don't know what happens week 18, but if they win, and you're telling me this guy has survived another year with a rookie quarterback and not had a losing season, I mean come on I just don't know what it's going to take for you to appreciate what what the hell's going on there in Pittsburgh. Jason we got to run man. Great stuff. We will look ahead guys. We have no idea how the scheduling and what's going to happen with the league. Follow Jason on social media. I'm going to put him up. See Dukes. Of course Jason writes for the Washington Post as well. We're going to keep uh, our circles, you know, with our people in the NFL and try to figure things out. If we hear anything you guys follow us and let us, you know, uh, let you guys know but We don't know. So right now, as we leave you on this Tuesday, there's still a lot up in the air. And as we leave you again, prayers for DeMar Hamlin and his family as we are still thinking about that. They're saying the next couple of days, Knockwood, are going to be critical. We don't know about the, the medical side of this, but that's what doctors are saying. He suffered a cardiac arrest and is right now still in critical condition in the hospital. Jason, great job as always, man. Once again, it's In the Huddle. Carl Dukes, put him up, along with Jason LaConfora, Brian Baldinger. We'll bring you a new episode on Thursday. Subscribe to In the Huddle, like us, and make sure you don't miss an episode. Have a great day, everybody.